you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, still fully vaccinated and boosted and still dodging variants like Neo in The Matrix. We have made it to the end. It is championship week, and congratulations to all of you who are out there playing for a title. And uh, I know it has been a slog. We are going to try and get you through the rest of it. We are joined, as always, uh, by the specialist and producer Hytham today, producer Justin, on the road. Have safe travel, sir. We certainly uh, appreciate all your help this season. Got a cast of dozens that help us put this thing together. And I'm joined on screen, as always, by Michael F. Florio. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this uh, on Monday. Did you make it to any championship weeks? Are you Are you vying for any titles right now? Yeah, I have uh, I have three championship games this week. Uh, my league of record, which my home league, which is by far the one I want the most. But then uh, I'm playing friend of the show Matt Harmon in a charity league, and uh, I'm in the flex championship as well. 
All right. Well, that uh, that totally works out well. I I had one shot. Uh, I needed a decent game from Miles Gaskin. I didn't get the game I needed from Miles Gaskin. So unfortunately, uh, I am 0 4 on uh, championship opportunities this year. Oh well, uh, it happens sometimes. I always feel like as long as you make the playoffs, that that you can control. Once you get to the postseason, pretty much anything can happen. So uh, it didn't work yep. out the way I wanted. We'll dust it off. We will try again next year. We got a busy show for you, though, as always. We're going to ask, are we starting Trey Lance this week? Are we possibly benching Alvin Kamara in Week 17? Plus, we are previewing every single game on the Championship Week slate. All right. Let's start, though, as we always do, with some fantasy headlines. And I guess this first one, not necessarily a direct fantasy headline, but certainly a big football and NFL headline. By now, you probably know that Hall of Fame coach and legendary broadcaster John Madden passed away on Tuesday at the age of 85. And for a guy who never actually played in the NFL, I don't know that there is someone who had more influence over the National Football League than John Madden. Won championships as the head coach of the Raiders, but really to, you know, to one generation, he was the head coach of the Raiders. To another generation or two, he was known as the broadcaster alongside Pat Summerall at CBS and then later at Fox. And then to uh, an even larger number of generations of fans, he was the guy whose name and face is on a video game that has become iconic. And so for a guy to have such an impact across so many generations, again, for having never actually put on a helmet and played in the National Football League is absolutely amazing. Uh, it is a huge loss for the NFL, for the Raiders franchise, and obviously more importantly for his family and friends who knew him privately uh, and loved him closely. But uh, Florio, it is amazing to think of the impact that uh, John Madden has had and you know the NFL and the football world in general is a, a sadder place today because he's not here. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, it's remarkable, like you were saying, though, how much his outreach reached different generations. And I'm of the generation that like I know him through the video game. Uh, my dad always makes fun of me that I work here now because growing up, I never loved watching football because I never really got it but I learned the game through playing Madden video games and I, I basically get Madden every single year it's my it's my favorite game so uh, that is one of the I'm sure there's many people out there like me who fell in love with football through this video game so for that I mean there's a bunch of people out there who who owe him a lot absolutely absolutely i uh, i think i fell in love with him more as the broadcaster because that was sort of my my generation i know my dad watched him coach the raiders um so it, it was absolutely amazing i mean the things like the coach's clicker and just the random asides he would throw in i remember once he said um during a monday night game that if he wasn't a football coach one of his dream jobs growing up as a kid was to be uh a money collector at a toll booth which i thought was weird and hilarious <laughs> and it just it stuck with me all these years but those are sort of the things you got with john madden and everybody that you have seen come after him has i think tried to to take from his broadcast style in some way i mean uh we, we've got nowadays we've got buck and aikman we've got nance and romo um but at least for my childhood somewhere all in madden uh, always going to be a big part uh, of, of that. So uh, condolences to the Madden family, to his friends, uh, to everyone who got a chance to know him uh, and who had him touch their lives in some way. Uh, he is certainly going to be missed. Uh, all right. On to actual football things. 
some news that broke uh, just before we started recording this show. Adam Thielen reportedly underwent ankle surgery and he is out for the rest of the season so the minnesota vikings down one of their top two receivers they do get some good news though in that dalvin cook has been activated off the reserve covid19 list so they lose one star they regain another as we go into week 17 florio i mean obviously we know justin jefferson's going to get touches we know dalvin cook is going to get touches uh elsewhere i mean is it kj osborne is there somebody else we should be looking at as a potential other option in this offense I think KJ Osborne would be the the biggest benefactor of this news. We've seen him play well in Adam Thielen's absence already this year. But the thing is, it's a tough matchup against Green Bay in Green Bay, where Kirk Cousins has had success at home against the Packers. He's really struggled on the road. So for me, I, I was in on Thielen just because of the touchdown opportunity. But with him now out, I think uh, KJ Osborne is like a wide receiver three or flex option. Not one I love, but I think if you're going a little bit deeper, he he brings volume. Which has sort of been the play with Osborne. Um, but I do think this may be a week, especially uh, if it's cold, like I expect it will be in Green Bay in late December, early January. Uh, they could lean very heavily on Dalvin Cook to run the football there. By the way, side note, I know that we came into the season talking about Adam Thielen and touchdown regression. And, you know, I know all the folks who didn't believe in that like to rub it in the rest of our faces every time he got in the end zone. Uh, does this mean do, do we not make the same mistake again next year? Do we just believe that as long as Adam Thielen walks the earth, he's just going to score touchdowns? I, I, I'm continue, I, I raised my hand prematurely. I, I thought you were going to talk about the people who were banking on touchdown regression because that's been me <laughs> for the last two years now. I'm still going to continue to do it at some point, right? He can't catch double-digit touchdowns. Basically, he can't catch a touchdown every single game he plays, which is what it feels like he does. No, I mean, I think you're right. Like, at some point, the, the regression is coming. It's sort of like predicting the end of the world. Like, you do it long enough, eventually you're going to be right. Uh, and I think the same thing is going to be with Adam Thielen, touchdown regression. So that means we're going to have the same debate again next summer. That's going to be fun. Um, in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo reportedly suffered a right thumb injury, has a fracture, has some ligament damage in that thumb, and now his status for Week 17 is in doubt. So that means... Uh, my my friendly text message with some of my friends growing up who are 49er fans. It started to buzz a little bit in the last couple of days because we could see Trey Lance get the start in a big game for the 49ers uh, with playoff implications against the Houston Texans. If Trey Lance is starting, would you think about putting him in a lineup? Maybe not a maybe not a seasonal lineup, but maybe a DFS lineup anywhere. I would even consider using him in a seasonal lineup. Uh, right now, Marcus, I have him ranked on the week as the QB twelve, and, and wow. I'm. I know that might that that seems a little bullish. I'm considering potentially moving him ahead of Russell Wilson as well. Look, I believe in Trey Lance. I, I think that. The, the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, are going to allow him to run the ball. The Texans allow the second most rushing yards per game in the NFL. I, I think we'll see him running a lot. I think we'll get a, a lot of short, safe passes to Debo and Kittle and let them do what they do after the catch. I, I understand it's a little bit risky, but if you don't have one of the top 10 quarterbacks, I think the top 10 are like a slam dunk this week. But after that, I think he's the top streaming option out there. So I, I do think he is in play this week. 
So the only other start he made this season came against the Arizona Cardinals back in week five. It was, eh, I'd say, mixed reviews. He did not throw the ball super effectively. Uh, no touchdowns and interception, fewer than 200 passing yards. But he did run for 89 yards in that game on 16 carries. Mind you, this is when the Cardinals were red hot. Uh, their defense was shutting everybody down. Now he gets the Texans, who are a bit of a different animal. Uh, yeah, We saw them get run over by Justin Jackson last week, even though they they did get a surprising win against the Chargers. Uh, their, their defense still gave up some yards and points. So maybe this is a different situation that Lance is walking into. We will certainly see. Uh, and I'm curious to see how many people maybe give him a shot in some of their fantasy lineups this week. Uh, some news and notes around the league. Now, Carson Wentz, this was the big news a couple of days ago was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Of course, as you may also know, the league has sort of changed their protocols where five days after a positive test, you can possibly return. So there may be a chance that we see Wentz on the field this week for the Indianapolis Colts. In Buffalo, Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis have been activated off the reserve nineteen uh, reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, I know that earlier in the week we were saying Isaiah McKenzie really has some nice sleeper potential. In fact, I wrote him up uh, in my sleeper column this week. But uh, it looks like if Beasley and Davis are back, maybe McKenzie starts to take a backseat a little bit uh, in the Buffalo offense, even though it's a great matchup uh, against the Falcons this week. Mike Evans is on the reserve COVID-19 list as well. Now, he missed last week uh, with an injury, so I don't know if he was going to be available anyway. But right now, uh, at least for the moment, he's on the COVID-19 list. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, this is just your standard garden variety injury situation, has a collarbone <laughs> issue, but no structural damage. And the Chiefs believe that he could be back very soon. Um, that was a mouthful. Anything there <laughs> that, that jumps out to you amongst that group? Uh, to me, the biggest thing is with the Colts right now. Like, if Carson Wentz sits, I think you get away from Michael Pittman Jr., and I don't really love any of the other players there. I think it's just Jonathan Taylor or Bust if Wentz sits. Whereas I think if Wentz plays, like, Michael Pittman Jr., I think, remains in play this week. Yeah, I think that's that's probably fair. Jonathan Taylor, we are starting no matter what, but it's the other pieces uh, around Just put the Jonathan offense. Taylor in a bubble right now, right? Like, like <laughs> give him an Xbox or or his favorite video game system of choice, some food, and just we'll see you Sunday. We'll see you Sunday, but we don't. We we're not. We're not gonna mess around with it. We're just gonna let you stay inside, and we're gonna we're gonna make sure you're good to go uh, for a big game this week. All right, that gets us to our three big questions for Week 17. So let's start in New Orleans, where Alvin Kamara did not have a great day on Monday night against the Dolphins. Now, part of that was because the Saints were completely shorthanded in just about every aspect, uh, forced to throw Ian Book into the fire there, and uh, we didn't see a lot of touches for Alvin Kamara. So with that. Being said, heading into this week's game against the Panthers defense, that's been okay. Um, should we be worried about Alvin Kamara and, and how worried maybe should we be? I think it's fair to be a little bit concerned right now. Single digit fantasy points in two straight games. A big part of it, though, is who's going to be the quarterback for the Saints. If it's Taysom Hill, I am a lot less worried than if it's Ian Book again. I didn't really get the way they were using. Alvin Kamara last week like he lined up wide a good amount like just just throw him short passes out of the backfield let your quarterback who's never played before kind of get eased into it but I, I like the matchup against Carolina I know on paper they seem like a tough opponent but and they did hold Kamara to seven fantasy points earlier this season but I, I think they can be had so 
I still have Alvin Kamara ranked as an RB1, a lot lower than normal. He's not like in my top five or anything. But I, I think if you made it this far with him, you just got to ride with him. The thing that, that surprised me about Monday was just the four targets. Uh, I caught two passes for seven yards. You would have thought in a situation where you do have a rookie quarterback, as you mentioned, why not give him some easy opportunities? Uh, I know selfishly for us, we want Kamara to get his hands on the ball as much as possible, but it also seemed like a really good way to maybe ease some of that pressure off Ian Book. Uh, have him get the ball out quickly, get your running back out in space, let him do his thing. Um, but that just didn't really seem to be the case for the New Orleans offense this past week. So a uh, little bit of a surprise. Maybe things change up. I think the better situation is what you propose, that uh, it's not Ian Book, that we go back to Taysom Hill, that everything's okay, and Taysom Hill is the starter uh, in Week 17. I think that makes everything a little less stressful uh, on everybody, the Saints included. Um Similar situation with Keenan Allen. Last week seemed like a smash spot for him against the Houston Texans. Instead, it was the Chargers who got smashed, and Keenan Allen had maybe his worst performance of the season. This week, big game again for the Chargers who need to win to, to stay in for their playoff hopes. They got the Broncos, whose secondary has been pretty good. How worried should we be about Keenan Allen this week? I'm not too worried about Keenan Allen just yet. I mean, last week was very disappointing, but it was his worst game of the year. And he played Denver earlier this season, went for 15 and a half fantasy points. Last week was his first game in single digits. So he brings such a safe floor. And as of late, we've been getting more, you know, 15-point games, 19-point games, 20-point games, so he still brings a pretty high ceiling. I have him as a low-end wide receiver one, and I think it's worth mentioning that with the new COVID change, there's a chance that Mike Williams can come back as well, and he will take some uh, attention away from the defense and help open things up. And Austin Eckler. I mean, last week it was basically stop Keenan Allen, and that's all you had to do. So those other pieces coming back, I think that helps. I think that's definitely a, a fair analysis there, too. So all the pieces, hopefully, for the Chargers coming back makes things a little bit better. And I think the argument for starting Keenan Allen is similar to the argument for starting Alvin Kamara in that the ceiling is potentially high. And I know this, I know that sounds sort of like the whole start your studs theory. And I guess in a way, maybe it is. Um, but I think this isn't just blindly saying, hey, this is a good player. You should start him because I think when you look back at the track record for Keenan Allen over the, not only the course of the season, but the course of his career, more often than not, regardless of the matchup, he finds a way to get open and catch the football and he finds a way to prosper. So even if the matchup on paper isn't particularly great against the Denver Broncos, you just sort of believe uh, that Justin Herbert's going to find his main target, get him the football as many times as possible. So if you survive last week with Keenan Allen, I think you just brush that off uh, and you move forward into week 17, hoping that he looks more like Keenan Allen this week for the Chargers. Uh, last one. How worried should we be about Ricky Seals-Jones this week? Last week, uh, someone named John Barnes got all the attention in Washington. Uh, are we thinking this was just a game script thing, or is there something we should actually be concerned about? I think it is somewhat concerning. I, I, you have to wonder because, I mean, they were down like a billion points right away. Like, was it because they were just getting blown out? We saw them pull a bunch of their starters. Two weeks ago against the Eagles, RSJ did have seven targets. But I wrote in my waiver wire article that because Bates took so much volume away last week, it makes... RSJ harder to trust. I, I think he is still the preferred option there. If I'm streaming against the Eagles, which I mean you want to do, he would be the way I would go. But that made me put him behind other streaming options like Cole Komet, uh, Tyler Higby. So definitely a little bit lower on him this week than two weeks ago when he played the Eagles. 
Yeah, let me correct myself. I said John Barnes. It was John Bates, uh, who was the guy who got the opportunity. I'm I'm just hoping that this was, hey, we're getting blown out. Let's give somebody else some run and see what we got there. I mean, that, that game was pretty much over after the national anthem. So uh, maybe this was a situation <laughs> where Washington said, hey, you know what? Uh, why don't you just take some time off, RSJ, and uh, we'll get back to you next week. I mean, I know the, the big argument in favor of starting him this week is Eagles, duh. Um, and hopefully, hopefully what we saw last week isn't uh, what's happening in the future because, I mean, let's be honest, the, the passing game hasn't done much. Terry McLaurin has been underwhelming for a good part of the season. They've got to find somebody else. And Ricky Seals-Jones has been one of their more consistent pass catchers. So let's hope they don't get away from that uh, in a big week where he has a really big opportunity ahead of him. Time for a quick break, but when we return, we'll dive into our championship week game previews. Stay tuned for that on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. 
And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Okay, that gets us to the start of our game previews for the week. Normally, we start off with the TNF game, but there is no TNF this week. No more Thursday night football for the remainder of the season. No Saturday games either this week, so uh, everything starts on Sunday. So we'll start with, at least what's on paper, the biggest game of the week. Should be the best game of the week. You've got the Chiefs, uh, who are right now having their eyes on the number one seed in the AFC against the Bengals, who just finished a demolition of the Ravens and right now sit alone atop the AFC North. Should be a lot of fun to watch between Mahomes and Joe Burrow. For fantasy, though, what do you have your eye on this week? Yeah, this is going to be a great fantasy game. It should win a lot of people championships. I, I think you know to start the quarterbacks, the, the top receivers here, Travis Kelsey, obviously, so and Joe Mixon. I want to focus, though, on the running game for the Chiefs. I think Darrell Williams, if CH sits, is a must-start option this week. Look, we've seen him thrive when CH has missed time. He gets the bulk of the carries. He gets all the passing work. He gets used more in the passing game than Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even when they're both healthy. And then we see them split goal line work as well. We haven't seen what CH without Darrell Williams will look like, but we've seen Darrell Williams without Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And what he looks like is an RB1. I have him ranked as such this week. And I think... uh, if you have both of these backs, you're just hoping CH sits because we know Darrell Williams can be trusted if it's just him. So I I, I have these two in my my big uh, my league of record, Marcus. I'm really hoping CH sits because I want to start Darrell Williams. I mean, it really is. I, all we want is clarity. And we want a, a guy we know can get a lot of touches. And if there is no Clyde Edwards-Alaire, then that guy is easily Daryl Williams in a game that has the potential to be kind of a score fest this week. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Uh, maybe the next best game on the schedule, at least in terms of the two uh, teams' records, would be the Cardinals at the Cowboys. And I, I know Arizona kind of slumping right now and, and fading down the stretch a little bit. The Cowboys seem to be getting hot at the right time after blowing out Washington this past week. I'm going to say a must-start at this point is any Cowboys wide receiver because the Cardinals secondary is having a slew of issues right now. Um, So that means feeling good about C.D. Lamb. We're feeling really good about Amari Cooper. We're even feeling good about Michael Gallup. Yes, Hytham, Michael Gallup had a decent game last week. I know you were giving me a hard time for uh, being a stand for this guy for the last couple of years. I know why. That's why. I'm, I'm still waving the flag for him. Uh, but this is a, a really good matchup for these wideouts. That getting right, it seems, uh, at the right time to help you. So uh, I would definitely start all of the Cowboys pass catchers, uh, certainly their wide receivers. And I guess you could throw uh, throw uh, Dalton Schultz into that mix as well because he may get some targets too uh, against the Arizona Cardinals this week. Um, Rams at the Ravens. The Rams playing some really good football. Uh, we saw them uh, get a couple of big wins recently, and now they're on top of the NFC West. Meanwhile, the Ravens sort of licking their wounds after getting blown out by the Bengals this past week and really struggling defensively. Uh, that, I think, makes the Rams a pretty good start. Anybody in particular you folks should key in on. 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Rams that I like this week, but one I like a lot is Tyler Higby. He returned last week after missing a couple of games on the COVID list. He caught five of his six targets for uh, 41 yards. It was nine, nine or more fantasy points in two straight games and now four of his last five. That is a safe floor, uh, which is a lot more than he, we could say about most other tight ends. Plus, he gets the Ravens now who are in the top five in fantasy points allowed to tight ends, and they've just struggled against the position all year. Now you add in all the injuries they have in that secondary. I think, uh, I think Tyler Higby, along with the Rams receivers, are all in play this week. I, I think it's a situation similar to what I mentioned with the Cowboys, where the matchup is really good. You can you can stream all the pass catchers, uh, and I do like Tyler Higby as a nice streaming option at tight end this week. So there you go. If you uh, you need some help there, uh, I think that's a good spot for you to go and fill in your tight end spot. Hey, this is the part of the show where we talk to you about TikTok. Have you made TikTok your fantasy savior so far? This I, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm winging it right now. Uh, but go check us out at NFL Fantasy. These are some of the goofy things that we have going on here. Apparently dogs with ghost masks on and uh, Bill Belichick, uh, you know, dressed like a pirate because, you know, that's that's what you want out of TikTok. Anyway, uh, go find us there at NFL Fantasy. You can also follow me at Marcus Grant. Time to get back into our game previews. It is the Raiders and the Colts. We mentioned at the top of the show that Carson Wentz has been placed on the COVID-19 list, but could come back uh, potentially for the game on Sunday. Uh, On the other side, though, anybody that you have an eye on this week, Florio? Yeah, this, this game is pretty straightforward. You start the running backs, maybe Darren Waller if he plays, and That's kind of it, except for I think people should still be starting Hunter Renfro. I know the last couple of weeks he has been a little disappointed, just six points two weeks ago, 13 last week, as we are seeing teams kind of be like, hey, we need to let someone else in this passing game besides Hunter Renfro breed us. We saw the uh, the Browns a couple weeks ago bracket coverage him, but I still think if, if Darren Waller comes back, that's a huge boost for Hunter Renfro, but the volume and the floor that he brings each week, he's almost a lock for double-digit fantasy points. We know they're going to use him in the, in the red zone, so he has a chance of scoring a touchdown, and if he does that, then he has a chance of giving you 15-20 fantasy points, so I say continue to start Hunter Renfro, especially since the weakness in the Colts' defense is the second secondary the Raiders are optimistic that Darren Waller will be back this week so that does give the defense one more thing to focus on uh, maybe opens up a little bit more space for Hunter Renfro uh, to make some some catches there uh, Dolphins and the Titans as we're recording this I know our own producer Justin is on an airplane so he's not hearing anything I'm gonna have to say about this one but this should make him happy I'm gonna say to avoid any Dolphins running backs I mean partially because the Titans defense has been really good against the run uh, for much of the season. We've really been picking on them through the air when we have in fantasy. The other part of it is, I don't know which Dolphins running back you want anymore. I mean, you see on the screen there, no Miami running backs played more than 35% of the snaps in Week 16. We got a much heavier dose of Philip Lindsay than I would have imagined against the Saints. Uh, Miles Gaskin, Duke Johnson weren't out there as often as I had anticipated. So now we go into this week against a good run defense with a running back situation that is a complete mess. I want no part of it. If you can avoid starting any or all of these running backs, I absolutely would do it because this just seems like a, a bad situation. Uh, from that to a matchup with a lot of good running backs in it. It's the Broncos and the Chargers. Uh, any of these running backs in particular catch your eye this week? 
Yeah, I, I think people should still be starting the Broncos running backs this week. Look, I know Melvin Gordon gave you less than a full point last week, and I know Javante Williams, outside of scoring the touchdown, didn't do a whole lot, but this is a really good matchup for them. I, I don't love Drew Locke starting because he won't throw to the backs nearly as much as Teddy, but the Chargers' weakness is against the run. We just saw Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead ran all <laughs> over them. So I, I think Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams will still be able to. I have them both ranked as RB2s this week. I know last week was a little disappointing, but I think you continue to ride these two. Absolutely. Um, the Charger run defense has been vulnerable all year long, and we love uh, we love the, the, the Broncos running backs. Um we're getting much closer, I think. I don't know what's going to happen in free agency, but I suspect uh, Melvin Gordon won't be back in Denver. So we're getting that much closer to Javante Williams potentially being a workhorse. I'm uh, getting all excited about what could happen next year. All right. Uh, Eagles and the football team. Uh, the Eagles coming off a win. The football team coming off of a really awful loss. That uh, About the only fight we saw from them was on the sidelines. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I will say this. I would say... I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to say just to sit Terry McLaurin. I, I was like, do I do I go sort of conservative and say beware of Terry McLaurin? But no, I'm going to say you just go and you sit Terry McLaurin. I mean, the last four games, you see the stat, eight catches, 113 yards. That's in four games combined with no touchdowns. These are the sort of numbers we were expecting from him on some of his better days this year. It hasn't been there, and it hasn't mattered who the quarterback is. I mean, Taylor Heineke was back this past week. Um, it just hasn't mattered and the Eagles secondary has been one of their their better spots so far this year so this is a situation where I'm just really really worried about Terry McLaurin I know we haven't talked about this a lot Florio but you know quietly he's been one of the bigger disappointments across fantasy football this year yeah he has been and uh I don't think it's a Terry McLaurin issue. I, I think he is a very talented receiver. I, I think it's the rest of the offense. But at some point, I, I do agree. We got to just be like, hey, it's not working out for Terry. We got to sit this guy. He is basically single digits most weeks with like a 20-point game sprinkled in at this point. I, I wouldn't want to be starting him this week. No, I mean, he is he's right now a third or fourth wide receiver at best I think on a lot of fantasy rosters with the production he's been giving you uh by the way you want more starts and sits there's one more edition of the stardom sit show it's going to be Michael F. Florio hosting it uh, alongside Adam Rank I don't know where you guys are going to be at home will there be money guns are, are there going to be money guns this week I have no oh, idea there, there will be money guns I, I shot it all Sweet. over my living room the other day had to clean it up after before Cali ate it but there will still be money guns <laughs> Sweet. So there will be more Money Guns. You can check that out streaming at 4 p.m. Eastern in the NFL Fantasy app, the NFL app, NFL.com, or YouTube. And in case you missed it streaming live, you can always check it out on demand. You know, Kyle Pitts has been hot lately. Can he keep it going against the Bills on Sunday? We'll debate that and more next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. 
And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen seems like an easy choice to be columbia pfg has you covered with their Castback tc shoe its omnimax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot say fighting a fish not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet rocking boat so if you're going to be spending long days out on the water and i sincerely hope that you will be head over to columbia.com pfg and shop all their performance fishing gear We're looking at the Falcons and the Bills, but we are specifically taking a look at Kyle Pitts. And uh, we talked about him a little bit on Monday and the fact that uh, he's actually having a good season, even if it doesn't match up to our uh, ludicrous preseason expectations of him. On the field and in fantasy, the number's starting to perk up as well. He has been 11 points or better in three straight games. Can you make it four in a row this week against your Buffalo Bills? I think so. What what I like for Kyle Pitts is that the targets have been consistently six or more for him as of late, but the air yards have gone up. The red zone usage has gone up. So I like Kyle Pitts. I, I think uh, that he definitely can get to 11. I mean, that's not asking a whole lot out of him. I am curious to see how they guard him if they basically choose that he is the wide receiver one that they need to stop there or not. But I think Kyle Pitts, uh, he's definitely in play as a tight end one for me this week, and he's having a better season than I think a lot of people realize. He really is. Um, like I said, it, it, it's sort of because we expected the moon from him and he hasn't quite gotten there. Uh, that's not his fault. 
that's our fault. But uh, he's starting to pick things up, and I'm curious to uh, see how he finishes the season, and I'm excited for uh, what we will see from him next season. Uh, Giants and the Bears, which means we can talk about Kadarius Toney, uh, who is back and healthy and back in the lineup again with the, the New York football Giants. It has been... Sort of an up and down thing. Last week was not particularly good. I mean, that's sort of been the Giants' offense. Uh, was that an anomaly about you know the usage and the production, or was that sort of a warning? And should we be worried about him this week? I I think Tony is in play as a sleeper this week. It, it depends on how you look at last week. I know the production wasn't great, but. He did lead that team with nine targets last week. So to me, I I love the volume. The Bears are in the top third in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers, which isn't a great matchup, but it's still a pretty favorable one. And then Tony has some explosiveness himself. So I think all of that factor together kind of makes him a little bit of a sleeper this week. I'm really excited to see what he could be, though, next year and beyond, because I I think this kid could play. It's just more of uh, the the offense around him is just awful right now. The offense is just generally bad. Um, I don't know what I expected. That I didn't think it was going to be a top 10 offense, but you know they had Saquon. They, they added Kenny Galladay. I mean, we were curious to see what Daniel Jones was going to be, but for this offense to be as bad as it has been has been surprising. But I do think Tony has been a bright spot at times. If they can get him the ball out in space and just sort of let him be athletic, uh, I think there really is something there. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd start him this week just because I don't trust the offense at all. But I think the future is uh, is pretty bright for Kadarius Tony. Okay, that'll get us back into our game previews. We will start this round with the Texans and the 49ers. We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo at the start of the show. He's got a thumb injury. Maybe Sats in favor of Trey Lance this week. Uh, does that impact the way you're looking at any potential 49ers uh, in this game? It is. It is. I, I said earlier, I think uh, that the Niners are going to run a whole bunch in this game because it's a good matchup to run on. It's a rookie quarterback who can run. What that means is I don't love the pass catchers as much. And I think Debo Samuel, because of what he will give you in the run game, is still an obvious must start. George Kittle, because of what he can do after the catch, is an obvious must start. But Brandon Ayuk is not. Brandon Ayuk, the last two games, has just seven targets combined he saved his day last week with that touchdown but still you look at his last few games 55 scrimmage yards 66 36 40 if you take away those touchdowns that he has scored in those uh two of those games he's basically giving you single digits almost every single week so I don't expect the Niners to throw I don't expect them to have to throw or to want to throw a whole bunch so I think this is a week with Trey Lance starting Marcus that you can get away from Brandon Ayuk The thing I've taken away from the Niners offense is that there isn't space for three pass catchers consistently. And we know George Kittle's going to get his, but last week we saw them go back to throwing the ball to Debo Samuel and not just using him as a runner. I feel like when Ayuk was getting a lot of those targets, uh, part of it was when George Kittle was out. Part of it was when Debo Samuel turned into the world's greatest hybrid running back. Um, Now that those other two guys are sort of back in the passing game, maybe there just isn't enough for uh, for Brandon Ayuk. So I'm sort of with you to kind of beware there. Um, Panthers and the Saints... And I'm going to tell you that I, you know, like you know, I, in my sleeper column, I, I refer to Robbie Anderson as the Rustin Cole player of the week because time is a flat circle, right? So we started the year all excited <laughs> about Robbie Anderson. Then he did absolutely nothing for much of the season. And in the last few weeks, he's sort of come back into our lives again. He's starting to see more targets. 
starting to see more production. You go back to week 14, 12 targets against the Falcons, turned that into 84 yards. Last week, he had 10 targets, which he turned into five catches for 58 yards. I know the quarterback situation is still a disaster right now. I, I don't know if they're going to still go back to this you know, Cam and Sam thing that they did previously, but I think either way, they're starting to remember that, hey, we have Robbie Anderson on our team, and he can be a playmaker when we need him to, plus the fact that the Saints' run defense is still really, really good. Chuba Hubbard has uh, been underwhelming so far this year, so this could be a situation where the Panthers have to throw the football a little bit. Um, Bucks and the Jets. The Bucks have already locked up the NFC South title, but still have a shot at the one seed in the NFC. They obviously need some help. They need the uh, Packers to lose uh, once or twice in there somewhere as well. But fantasy-wise, uh, what should we pay attention to here? Yeah, I was looking at this game, and I was like, well, people know to start Brady and Gronk and A.B. And on the Jets, maybe you want to start Michael Carter or Elijah Moore, but I really wouldn't want to in this matchup. So I settled on must start Ronald Jones because I know Ronald Jones scored 16 fantasy points last week. I think a lot of people were expecting a little bit more without Leonard Fournette. But what I love, 22 touches. I know he only turned it into 81 scrimmage yards, but that was against a pretty good Panthers run defense. You look at the Jets, they are anything but. They allow the most fantasy points to running backs this year. This is a game where I think the Bucks could have a lead and a pretty sizable one early on, and if that is the case, I'd expect to see a lot of Ronald Jones grinding out the clock. We know he's explosive and can break a long run, and for all the reasons that I'm saying, I think it makes Keyshawn Vaughn also a little bit of a deeper sleeper here, but basically, you you want to play the, the Bucks running back against the Jets. That's exactly what you want. That's why I have Keyshawn Vaughn in the sleeper column this week, too, because I do think there's an opportunity for him to get some touches. Uh, I mean, we saw him a couple weeks ago, and he was getting the stare down from Tom Brady for dropping passes. Um, but I think, I think you shake that off, and I think he's got a chance uh, in some deep leagues or maybe just as a, a sneaky DFS play to, to get into a lineup somewhere. We got a few more game previews as we wrap up the show. Start with the Jaguars and the Patriots. I'm going to make this simple for you. Start the Patriots defense. I mean, there's no secret here. Um, I mean, I, I, I could go into some long analysis about why, but look, the Pats D has been good. The Jaguars offense, not so much. Um, so look, I, you can make this one easy. Sometimes fantasy football is a simple game. Sometimes the matchups are right there in front of you. This is one where the matchups are there in front of you, especially with James Robinson, unfortunately done for the year with an Achilles injury that takes away maybe the biggest and best weapon that Jacksonville had. So uh, this is an easy, easy start. <laughs> at this point um lions and the seahawks this game does not seem super exciting but uh we'll find a way to spice it up what should folks do for fantasy here must start amon ross st brown and and marcus yeah. I, I know i liked i like the sun god coming into the year i don't know if anyone liked him more than you do so kudos to you but he has just been awesome the last month. At least 11 targets in all four games. At least 15 fantasy points in all four games with 23 or more in three of them. He did it last week without Jared Goff. Like, people were scared. I was a little bit worried about him. He had a season-high 110 yards last week. He scored a touchdown. He still got all that volume. They're using him more in the red zone. What more could you ask for? I know he's a lion, and maybe that scares some people off. He's not a huge name. But he's huge production right now, and it's not a tough matchup at all. I would, cont I, I think he's a must-start play right now. I agree. No, I mean, I think the way they've been using him in the offense, it's what I anticipated all year long. Uh, I mean, it took until you know week 
13 or so for it to finally happen. But I'm excited about it, and uh, I think that bodes well going forward. Uh, let's move on to Sunday Night Football, to the Vikings and the Packers. We talked at the beginning of the show. Adam Thielen is gone for the year, uh, but Dalvin Cook is back off the COVID-19 list. So one star out, one star back in. Uh, I will say, though, on the other side of the ball, to start Alan Lazard, I've got him as a sleeper this week. Maybe he's maybe just a, a regular start. I'm not sure. And I will, I will admit to last week, not being fully in on Alan Lazard. Uh, you know, and a lot of, I know a lot of folks, you included Florio, had Marquez Valdez-Scantling as a guy to keep an eye on until he ended up being unavailable. Uh, and then it turned out to be Alan Lazard was the guy. But he is starting to get a lot more looks from Aaron Rodgers. I've always been hesitant about whoever the number two wide receiver is in Green Bay, figuring that Devontae Adams is going to get all the work. But... Maybe they're starting to diversify, and on top of it, it's a good matchup because the Vikings have struggled against wide receivers all year long. So uh, I may end up being a week too late. We'll see. Uh, But I do like Alan Lazard this week against the Vikings. Last one, Monday Night Football. It is the Browns and the Steelers. uh, The AFC North continues to be a rock fight. It's not pretty. Uh, but all these teams are still kind of hanging around in this thing right now. Uh, I imagine this one's going to be equally a rock fight between two teams that, again, aren't necessarily aesthetically pleasing to watch offensively. Uh, but they'll find a way to make this one interesting. Fantasy-wise, though, what, what should folks pay attention to? Basically, I, I think you want to start the running backs and the wide receiver ones here. And that's basically, and the rest of it just get away from. Uh, but let's focus in on Deontay Johnson. I, I think he is a must-start play this week. Look. He is the safest bet for double-digit fantasy points every week. He has one game with less than 10 fantasy points all year where he scored 9.8. He's going to give you double-digit targets almost every single week. He had that weird game last year, last week. It feels like it happens once a year where he just kind of forgets how his hands work uh, and he just dropped the ball for <laughs> no reason at all. But he still scored 15 fantasy points. So uh, this guy, with it being Big Ben's final home game as well, maybe they look to throw a little bit more. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Deontay Johnson caught a touchdown. He is just as safe as safe could come, and he's been showing us some upside lately as well. So just continue to start this guy and don't think twice about it. All right, so you mentioned it, and that's that's been the talk lately. That this is maybe it for Ben. Do you do you think Ben's not going to be back in Pittsburgh next week or next year? I don't think Ben should have been back in Pittsburgh this year. I think last year okay. when he had the sad <laughs> solo picture on the bench, that that should have been it for him. But they they decided to play the nostalgia card. It really hasn't worked out. I, I think you have to move on after this season. I mean, I would agree, uh, but I also think that the organization's put itself in a tough, tough spot because there are no easy answers. I mean, unless they can somehow, what, swing a deal for Aaron Rodgers or something, like maybe get Russell Wilson in there. I don't, there are no easy answers for the Steelers at quarterback, so we'll see. Uh, but they sort of made this bet, and they're going to have to lie in it at some point. Those are all of our game previews. Best of luck. By the way, uh, a note that uh, hit as we were uh, going through all of those. Travis Kelsey also off the COVID-19 reserve list. So he's back and available for you this week for the Kansas City Chiefs and your fantasy team. One last round of sleepers before you head into your championship matches. So uh, who is your first one for the week? For me, it's Devin Singletary. Uh, I, I know earlier in the year, Marcus, we joked that there's no Bills running back you want to trust, and then that he needs three forms of ID to find the end zone, but it's kind of changed over the last month. He first started dominating snaps for the Bills about a month ago, but then as of late, he's been getting a lot of touches as well. 17 touches last week, 23 the week before. He's given you 15 or more fantasy points now in three straight games, so... 
And this is a great matchup against the Falcons who can be ran on. If the Bills are playing with the lead, I would expect uh, Singletary to get a good amount of volume late. Plus, he had a touchdown last week, Marcus, at the goal line where he ran extremely hard and the Bills were fired up. So maybe, just maybe, he only needs two forms of ID to find the end zone now. Which is great. I mean, our Devin Singletary dreams are coming true. And I do notice that it has been sort of uh, between Zach Moss and Matt Breida, who has been the odd man out in in recent weeks. So I do like that call. Uh, I'm going to go Keyshawn Vaughn. We talked about him just a little bit ago. And you talked about how Ronald Jones is a good starting option against the Jets. I do agree with that. But I also think there's going to be room for Keyshawn Vaughn. I think what we saw last week sort of suggested that the Buccaneers realize that if they're going to replace Leonard Fournette, at least in the short term, it's going to be a two-man operation. So I don't think it's going to be solely Ronald Jones getting all those touches. Uh, I think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be involved in there as well. And who knows, maybe they give him some more targets, and hopefully he doesn't drop those so he doesn't get a death stare from Tom Brady. But uh, I do like him as a sleeper this week. Uh, Who is your next sleeper uh, pick here this week? For me, it's Josh Palmer with the contingency that if Mike Williams gets activated off the COVID list, he loses some of his shine. But Josh Palmer has been playing well as of late. We saw him score uh, the touchdown, the, the lone passing touchdown for the Chargers last week. And this has been a thing when he, when one of Keenan Allen or Mike Williams has missed, Josh Palmer's good for, you know, double-digit fantasy points. He can be either a wide receiver three or a flex option. So if Mike Williams is out again this week, then I think Josh Palmer is in play. Uh, I would like to see if that's going to happen again because you know, we're always sort of looking for a third wide receiver there in uh, in Los Angeles, and maybe it could be the guy if there's no Mike Williams. All right, I'm going to finish this out with, believe it or not, Jared Goff. And, and I know it's fun to, to make fun of him. He's an easy punchline for fantasy folks. He's an easy punchline for NFL folks. But uh, he's put together a couple of decent games uh, in the last month or so. Now, he obviously missed last week as he was on the COVID list, but he's back this week. And Florio talked about Amon Ross St. Brown as being a good start. I do think there is a space where Jared Goff can have a decent number. And I'm not, I'm not expecting him to go out and give you a 25, 30-point game, but if he can get you in the realm of 18 to 20, which isn't bad if you're streaming quarterbacks or you just need a second quarterback for this week in a super flex league or something like that. I mean, it's a good matchup, and there is some familiarity here. I mean, let's not forget that Goff, uh, until this season, was playing in the NFC West. He would see the Seahawks twice a year, so he at least has some understanding of how this defense operates. So uh, maybe all that put together uh, means that uh, Jared Goff can be a nice starting option for you. All right. If you want more sleepers, you got one last chance to check out my sleeper column. It is live now, NFL.com slash sleepers. You can uh, check that one out. And we will have one more go around on NFL Fantasy Game Day. It'll be me. It'll be Florio. It'll be Adam Rank. No Kimmy checks. Congratulations to her. She will be off and happily married uh, by the time Sunday comes around. So uh, congratulations in advance to Kimmy checks for that. We're happy for you. We love you. We're going to miss you. But uh, enjoy. Enjoy your new life. Yes. It's going to be great. Uh, in the meantime, for NFL Fantasy Game game day you can check us out at noon eastern and all the normal spots it is streaming there so be sure to come uh, hang out with us uh, for one last sunday before we get out of here this is our final streaming show of the season uh we will still have podcasts of course we'll still be doing audio only pods and maybe a little bit of vod stuff but this is our last streaming show of the season so i wanted to give out some thank yous before we go um i always shout out the specialists at the start of the show 
believe it or not, their parents gave them names. So I want to kind of recognize <laughs> some of these folks by name who help us do this all the time. Lauren Day, Sam Tavares, Christy Stapleton, Jack Dean, Parker Fenton, Sean Kelly, Drake Baker, Randy Chavez. Thank you so much for putting up with us and our weird technical glitches. Pull behind the curtain. We had some major technical meltdowns this morning before we were able to get this show up and running, and I'm so grateful for you guys uh, putting up with it, dealing with it, doing it with professionalism and and humor uh, all year long, whether it's us needing to move times for a show, whether we're at home, whether we're in studio. Uh, you guys have been amazing over the last couple of years. I loved, I would hope that someday we get to a spot where uh, I get to actually see your whole faces and not just half of your faces <laughs> behind a mask. That would be absolutely wonderful, but we're so grateful and thankful uh, for all the work you have put in, not just this year, but last year as well. Shout out to Justin Graver, producer Justin, who, as I mentioned, is on a plane right now as we are recording this. Dude, you stepped in in the midst of the season and immediately we're firing heaters to keep this show running. It was seamless. Uh, I'm so grateful for the work that you have done on this one. Uh, we, we certainly appreciate everything and look forward to continuing to work with you on beyond uh, just this streaming show. Shout out to uh, producer Haitham Kalani. Bro, we have been together for a long time doing this. Uh, I, I appreciate your work. I appreciate your friendship even more. Uh, let's keep this thing going for who knows how long, until the wheels fall off, before you know, until one of us likely dies either behind a microphone or at our desk. That's probably the, uh, the way this whole thing ends. But until <laughs> then, uh, you and I together for this whole thing, bro. Uh, shout out to Jason Kleinman and to Rick Savage, who are sort of the head coach and general manager of this whole operation, uh, who've put this thing together, who had put this group together uh, and allow us leeway to maybe be a little bit silly sometimes and, uh, you know, maybe do some things that, uh, I don't know, we otherwise not not be able to do because of who signs our paychecks on a regular basis. So uh, thankful for you for that. And, of course, uh, thankful to you, Mike Florio, man, because we've been together doing this for a couple of years now. Uh, this year just got to be us. Last year was was kind of a mixture of hosts, but this year it was just you and me kind of ride or die through this whole thing. Uh, I appreciate you. I love what we're putting together here, and I hope we can keep this going for a little while, man, because I think it's been a good thing. Uh, I'd like to see this thing build and grow a little bit if we can. Yeah, you're, you're going to make me get all emotional on the podcast, Marcus. <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I just want to echo your sentiments. Thank you to you and, and to, you know, to Hytham and Justin and the specialists. Those are my people, man. They make it fun to be on the show fun to come into work and i know i'm kind of the new guy on on this podcast and and all of you guys have done everything you could to make me feel very welcomed and and all of that so uh, i i look forward to work every day and it's because of the great people that we get to work with so just super thankful to to everyone who helps put this show together Absolutely. And finally, a big thank you to all of you out there who watch our streaming show, who listen to this podcast, who interact with us, uh, who connect with us via social media or any other way that you can. We're always grateful for you. I always say this. Um, if it weren't for you, we'd just be talking to ourselves and, you know, Subway's not going to give us money for that. So we're certainly thankful uh, for all of you, for all of your support. We wish you, uh, you know, nothing but health and happiness in the new year. Uh, and we wish you best of luck if you are in your championship. Uh, congratulations in advance to those of you who win condolences in advance for those of you who do not but in the meantime for us that is it we are done we appreciate you hanging out with the nfl fantasy football show you know the drill tell two friends to tell two friends rate review and remember if the sky's the limit then outer space travelers are habitual line steppers be safe take care of yourselves get vaccinated best of luck in championship week and we will see you in 2022 <laughs>
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.